The purpose of art is watching the dust of daily life of our souls. Pablo Picasso. Hey, hustlers. Welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no-filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey, hustlers. Welcome to another episode of The Hustle Show. This is episode 15. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm very grateful that you're joining us today. And, you know, today we have an amazing story of Ryan McCarty, where he is one of the two founders of Culture of Good. You know, Ryan's as you're going to listen to his story, Ryan's background, you know, he comes from being a pastor and getting into a new evolution and a new mix of developing this new culture for profit businesses to give them a soul and to make them think like, uh, you know, for the employees and for their team and and to create this culture around the for-profit business, to think like a nonprofit and to give the employees and the team a purpose on life, right? So, you know, it's an amazing story today. I hope you listen to it all the way through because even at the end, he shares amazing insights and he truly shares the hustler stories that we're always looking for to share with you. So I'm super excited to share it with you today. And remember that all the show notes for this and every episode, you can find them at thehassleshow.co slash THS15. In here, you'll find the link to connect with Ryan and to find out more about everything that he talks about on today's episode. And just go follow him on social media. You know, he's doing great things out there with a lot of meaning and with all of purpose, which is something that we need to always keep in mind because when we go for profit, sometimes we tend to forget the purpose and we tend to forget the why, right? So it's very important to hear today's episode as we can finally figure out a way to combine the the what with the why. And, and Ryan is going to share everything with you. And before we jump in the call with Ryan, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Right now is the perfect moment to do so for a couple of reasons. So the first one is you will be helping a lot of people find our show, right? Because when you hit the subscribe button, iTunes and YouTube, you might be watching these on our YouTube channel or you might be listening on the go on our podcast audio experience. But when you hit the subscribe button and you leave a comment or leave a review, iTunes and YouTube give us more credibility. So they start recommending us to other people. So more people is going to find out more about the hassle show. And you're going to be helping me spread the message out, all the motivational stories that I'm trying to put out and, and all the entrepreneurial journeys that we're sharing. So it'll mean the world to me if you hit the subscribe button right now. Plus, you will get notified every time that a new episode goes live. That way you don't miss any other episodes moving forward, okay? So without further ado, let's jump in the call with Ryan McCarty from cultureofgood.com. All right, Hustler. So in today's episode, we have Ryan McCarty. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks. I really appreciate you having me on the Hustle Show. Yes, we're very excited. You know, I know, I know you're doing some really, really fun stuff out there, and you know, you're 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 basically turning the 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 for profit businesses into you know giving them a soul and doing great yeah. things for them. You know, make them think like a nonprofit, which is awesome. You know, when I heard your story, it's like got to get Ryan on the show because hustlers need to to listen to this story. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, it's it's one of those things that became very natural for me because I didn't know any better. So I I grew up in the nonprofit sector of of um, organizational life. So my my parents were highly involved in the church and missional work, and so I had always done that type of philanthropy and just giving back and and doing good and and really grew up with the understanding that that's really what life it should be about. And so uh, I embarked on that same type of um, life and, and really just threw myself into giving back and doing good and, and, um, and going onto the streets of Brooklyn, New York and Indianapolis, Indiana, and working with families in, in urban America and, and, uh, you know, just just really uh, had that as as you know what I what I felt like I was going to do the rest of my life, and eventually that led me to uh, starting a community of faith, a church in my hometown where I was born, in a small town of Marion, Indiana, and uh, just again, it was all about like how are we impacting the world with our lives? How are we doing meaningful? 
work? How are we doing this life in a way that, that matters, right? Leaving a legacy, doing good. And so when I met Scott, uh, who uh, he and I are business partners at the Culture of Good, you know, that would, he, he had grown up in the for-profit sector of business and um, had given back and done those type of things, but it really wasn't his entire life. And uh, so it was this weird, like, um, collision of me in the nonprofit sector and Scott in the for-profit sector, like colliding together with this idea of what if, what if this could work, uh, in, in, in conjunction together? And can we teach for-profit companies how to operate, like you said, with the soul of a nonprofit? And so for me, it was more like this just natural is what I had always done. I didn't realize like, I guess I lived in this bubble of always being out there doing that type of work. And so I, I had never been in for-profit business at all. And so I just took all, all that I had learned throughout my life and just brought it into his company. And that's, that's kind of how it kicked off. That's an amazing story. And it's a very interesting fusion because you're, you're right on that. I mean, you know, people go either for the nonprofit or for the for-profit. But it's, it's, it's weird to see that combination, which is exactly what Culture of Good does and what they teach and what they preach. So, you know, I want to I want to dig in a little bit. Um, I know I know you have a you know, you were a pastor, right? You started as a pastor yeah. with your church. So how was that transition from being a pastor into now, you know, one of the founders of Culture of Good? How was that transition like? Yeah, it was really funny because um, Scott came in on a Sunday morning when I was speaking and and even though I was a pastor, I wasn't real preachy. So not your typical like fire and brimstone, you know, judgmental type stuff. It was it was more about that Sunday. I was talking about your why equaling your what and waking up every day, not just knowing what you have to do in life, but knowing why you do what you do. And I didn't know that the the owner of Verizon's largest uh, retailer was sitting out in the crowd at that time. I didn't know anything about Scott. Uh, but after I talked about that message about living with a why that equals your what, he asked me to come out to lunch and he's like, Hey, if I can get free advice from this pastor, then, then uh, I'm all for it. And uh, <laughs> so uh, he started you know, asking me, how do I bring this into my company? I've got over 2000 employees. And I was blown away at the fact that he had a company that large at that time, which it's grown since, but um, I had no idea, like I said, who he was. And so he, he was like, you know what, let's, uh, let's figure out ways that I could bring this into my company. And, and he wanted free advice. And so my advice to him, without me thinking about it, or talking to my wife about it or anything, I, 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 quickly said, here's my advice. He said, what? I said, hire me. And uh, <laughs> That's cool, just, man. I love it. <laughs> it just came out, you know? Yeah. And uh, I thought, you know, there's an opportunity here. He, he saw it as an opportunity to hire me, to bring that message into his company, to engage his employees in a, on a level that most companies never, ever get to, right? Um, this is more than like a reward and recognition system or something. I mean, this is, this is engaging people on a soul level with where they feel it and they believe it. And, um, and I saw it as an opportunity to grow my influence and impact more people for doing good in the world. And that, and that's really what I felt like my life calling was, is just inspiring people to live a life that matters and do good, uh, with what you've been given. And, and so I, I saw it as an opportunity. He saw it as an opportunity. And so, initially, you know, his answer was, what is your, what will your other boss think about that? And he was talking, you know, he was pointing up, you know, like the man upstairs, what's he going to think about it? And uh, we, we were, we laughed about it. And uh, several months went by before I was actually hired on. Um, and uh, in, in that, in that kind of interim time, Scott was outside with his son on a, his five-year-old son and slipped on a skateboard and hit the back of his head. And had three uh, skull fractures, internal bleeding, had to be lifeline, um, was almost died. And so the conversation we had over lunch before all of that took place, uh, aside from me just saying you should hire me, was um, the question that I asked him. And that was, Scott, I know you have a lot of employees. I know that 
now I know that you have all these stores, but, uh, but why, like, what's your legacy? What are you going to do in life that matters more than this? I just built this big company. And when he had a near death experience and, and I think that really, um, you know, kind of, kind of rocked his world a little bit. I really did. And, and, uh, it was from his, in the middle of his recovery from a brain injury that he hired me. So I don't know if that had anything to do with him. Or not. Right, All of right. his staff had to do every, everything had to do with him having a brain injury, actually hiring a pastor to come into a company. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I started off, uh, February of 2013 as bivocational. So I, uh, my wife and I still ran the church, and then I worked Monday through Thursday at uh, at TCC, the Cellular Connection, the Verizon stores, and so um, so I was bivocational and kind of juggled both of those until about a year and a half ago when we recognized, you know, we're going to write this book and, and launch this business and take this uh, business model, this this idea of the culture of good as being more than a theory or philosophy. Uh, but really create a model around it that's replicable for other companies that can do the same. And so uh, went full time in it a year and a half ago, and it, it's just been nonstop ever since. And so, uh, yeah. So at, at first it was it was a really interesting thing because I would go from the nonprofit world where I had like was trying to scrape together enough money to buy 800 backpacks for kids in our small little town to coming into the for-profit world where he was like, within months of hiring me, he was like, uh, do you have any ideas on how to launch any, you know, any movements? And I was like, why don't we take the backpack giveaway that I've been doing with my church and just with a handful of people for the last 10 years, like, let's bring that into the business. And he's like, well, how many backpacks do we need? I said, I have no idea. Like this, this whole, like going into business and working with over 2000 people, I didn't know what in the hell I was doing. I had no idea. It was all like completely brand new to right. me, man. I didn't scale up. I didn't know how to communicate. I, I did nothing. And, uh, but I said, let's do the backpack giveaway. And he said, let's do this. Let's do 60,000 backpacks. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like no big deal. You know, like he's going to take a couple months marketing budget, shift it over to backpacks, buying backpacks, inspire his employees, so that, that was a weird, like living in two worlds at the same time that, um, you know, that dichotomy of, of not having much resource at all in the nonprofit world and having all, like a lot of resource in the for-profit world uh, was really a, a interesting way to live and lead for a few years. Um, so I learned a lot through that. I learned a lot about uh, the power of profit and the power of, you know, how profit does not have to be evil. It can be good. You know, um, I learned that business can be a force for good and that for-profit companies can have a heart and have a soul. And when they do, their employees uh, can bring their soul to work as well. And it could be a really amazing thing. So I started seeing employees' lives transformed. You know, I was getting messages like, like, I, you know, I'd been working in a nonprofit world with people that have been doing that for years, just took it for granted at that point. Now I come into the for-profit world and you've got employees that th these are life-defining moments for them. When you give away a backpack to a child and the mom's standing in front of you and tears are coming down her face because they didn't know how they were going to make it, you know, that year because uh, the dad or, you know, lost his job or whatever it was those were moments for the employees that you, you can't go to a conference and learn about employee engagement um, anywhere near what, what uh, remotely c compares to something like that. I mean, that's, that's engaging people on a soul level and that is life transforming. And so I saw all these people's lives transformed and that's what motivated me and inspired me to, to keep going for it. Yeah. And you know, it's a very interesting story. It it didn't come up as a business idea. It came up as a as a basically as a position idea, right? You know, you created your own opportunity as a as an employee, and but you saw yeah. the you saw the need, you saw the not only the opportunity but the the end result, right? Because sometimes yeah. the end result is much more important than the opportunity itself, right? Because 
you're, you're, you're talking about a lot of people that were changing their lives. You know, they're finding their meaning. They were finding basically connecting to between themselves again. So, yeah. you know, I think that's very important to always keep in mind because sometimes when we go on business, you know, it's one of those things that we just forget, you know, we focus on the profit and we forget about people and we forget about the soul. Yeah. You know, I, I think being a pastor and being in that world gave me a different perspective. I mean, I don't want to bring the conversation to, to a sad point, but I, I've done a lot of funerals, you know, and I'm a young guy and, but I've done a lot of funerals. I've never had anyone get up on the microphone and talk about the deceased, about what kind of car they drove or how big of a house they built, you know, or, you know, how much money they had in the bank account. Like, like everything that we seem to live for in this world in the end really doesn't matter. What matters is, you know, what, what people say about us, in the end, that's our legacy, right? Like he cared for me. He was there for me when I needed him. He was, you know, he always answered the phone when I was, when, when I needed uh, someone to talk to, you know, he went out of his way to spend time with me when I was going through this difficult time. That's the kind of stuff that ultimately matters in life. It's the good that we do. Um, so I say to the employees and people all over, all the time, the life you live is the legacy you leave. Like all of us are going to leave a legacy uh, good or bad, whatever it is. But if, if we want to live a, a legacy that matters, we have to do things that matter. And that's, and that's something that, you know, I, I really felt inspired by myself. Like I, I saw people's lives really transformed in ways that I, uh, it was just undeniable, you know? And, and, um, so to, to give people that opportunity and, and what we call through the culture of good, what we say all the time is just giving your employees permission to care. You know, it's one of the promises we make as a culture of good and culture of good companies make is we're going to care for people. You know, we're going to care about our customers, care about the community. We're going to care about the world. We're just going to be caring people. And like you said, like in business, sometimes you just lose sight of it a little bit. You know, you you just kind of forget the stuff that matters because you get caught up in in, uh, the day to day and and that's the what. And we need to have that, right? We need to have successful businesses and companies so that we can do more good in the world. And so um, we teach two really, we have five promises to the culture of good, but two of them that are really strong are care and drive the business so we can do more good. And so we, we honor the fact that business has to be successful in order to do more good in the world. But that's the end, like you're talking about the end game, the end result of driving the businesses, if our business is successful, we can do even greater good in the world. And that that really inspires employees to drive the business themselves and make that promise themselves because they know my everyday work has meaning because the end result of it is we give away back. Like this year, we gave away 170,000 backpacks Whoa. with school supply. That happened this past weekend, man. Like, you know... So the employees know that every phone sold, they, they, you know, people don't grow up thinking they want to sling, you know, Samsung and Apple phones like that. You know, that's not your life purpose. But if you can connect your everyday work with the end result of good taking place, you're going to you're going to bring your best self to work every day. And, and that drives the business. So it's it's good for business. Uh, it's good for the world. It's good for the employees, the customers. You know, it's it's just good for everybody. It makes us all better, and uh, it's just a better way of doing business and doing life. So, yeah, it's it's really fascinating, man, to see how it's like everything I did before works in this world too. You know, right? Yeah, it's a you know, it sounds like a good combo, and sounds like you figured out how to mix them and how to create this evolution between between both. And it's super exciting to hear that. And now that, you know, how was that transition? So you got the position with Scott and his company, and then you basically decided, okay, let's, let's turn this replicable system and, and make it a business, right? How was that transition emotionally for you to go from, again, you know, nonprofit and employee to now founder of a company? How was that transition like? You know, I, I love transition, man. I love change. I'm an idea person. I, I can't, I can't say that I love being stable in the long term, like this is what I'm doing for the next 20 years, you know, like, like the transition's been great, man. I mean, 
you know, obviously it's, it's a learning process. You know, I, I've learned a lot about what the culture of good started as needed to evolve into something not different. The, the heart of it and the soul of it's the same, but the process of how we can replicate this into other businesses, my, my idea of the culture of good had to shift and I had to learn uh, a lot in terms of how, how do we, how do we make this a, a model that, that can be repeated over and over and scaled up through other companies. Like it was, so it's a complete learning curve for me, man. I mean, I, I've grown so much in the last year and a half, just from Scott and I writing the book and not knowing truly what made the culture of good special. We knew we had a secret sauce, you know, like there was like somehow we put all these ingredients together and like made this amazing sauce, but we didn't, we didn't remember what we had put into it to really like <laughs> make it this right, you know? So we were, we went back through and we had organizational psychologists comb through TCC with hundreds of interviews and uh, countless hours of interviews and co- phone calls and conversations and surveys and like, you know, what worked, you know, what, what was, what was the ingredients of the secret sauce and why did it work and what were the behaviors and beliefs of the employees and why they bought into it so quick. And, you know, what, what kind of got over the obstacles of skepticism and, you know, this is just, you know, sometimes you, you go out to do good as a company and people think, oh, it's just a PR effort or it's just for marketing. Like, why, why did it work so well? And honestly, if you would have asked Scott a year and a half ago to, to Scott and I, we, we would have had a hard time telling you why it worked. But over the process of writing the book and then, you know, building the model of the culture of good, we identified there's observable behaviors and beliefs uh, in the employees that are undeniable across every layer of leadership, every, we're in 42 states now, over 3,000 employees. It's just, we started seeing patterns of uh, dimensions of leaders and teams and the organization as a whole that, uh, that we're like, okay, now, now we can build a model off of this. And, and all of that is so brand new to me, man. I, you know, again, I was a pastor in a small church in a small town, dude. I, 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 uh, had a little bit of college, but never had full college and never went for four years. Never. I don't have a business degree, any of that stuff. It, this has just been like, you know, this has been, uh, me, like you're talking about recognizing the opportunity and taking it, you know, taking it. Um, you know, if you're scared, um, embarking on something new, then you just do it scared. And if you don't know what you're doing, you fake it till you make it and you act confident, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> act confident. People that act confident are, uh, more believable. And in the times where I, where I didn't know what in the hell I was talking about, I just acted confident, you know, <laughs> and I, my shoulders were back. My head was high. And I, you know, I went into every situation and scenario that I've been in, um, you know, ready to rock it as much as I could. And, and believing that ultimately, you know, this isn't about me running a company. Um, this is about making the world a better place. And so I believe in it so much that, you know, I'm willing to the transition from, you know, working, working at TCC to now doing this, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to be 41 years old and and still have something in front of me where I have to learn all over again. It's all brand new to me. That's that to me is exciting. Man. It does sound exciting. And through all the process that you guys were trying to figure out the, you know, you had the secret sauce, but you, you kind of did not, you know, you lost the ingredients. You were trying to re recreate it, basically see what was the secret thing inside the sauce you know you're trying to figure it out and and then at the same time you wanted to make it a business right so you were like struggling in between how was that like I mean did you doubt yourself that you could turn this into a business or what was crossing your mind back then oh yeah yeah I mean we've we've doubted we doubted ourselves after the book was published man I mean we you know there there's always that it's like you do it scared and you do it doubting you know you're you know, it's, you just do it, you know, and, and 
um, we, like I said, brought in organizational psychologists and um, hired some staff that are, are kind of in the space of thought leaders on how to take ideas and businesses and books uh, to mass market. And a lot of that process was, all right, you know, if, if we, if we take all these surveys and the book and all these conversations and interviews, and if we sit down and we start to look and find patterns, and if we can find those patterns then we can start to boil it down and find what ingredients uh, are there. And, and from, from finding uh, five different dimensions of, of the culture of good is where we get our five promises from. And those five promises create a model that now is very manageable. So you can manage to it, you can measure it, uh, which is really unique. If you, if you do any study on culture, organizational culture, there's, there's stuff out there, but in terms of having uh, a real solid system and model that you can measure the culture of your company and manage to that and keep measuring to it, um, you know, this, this is uh, fairly new, the, a new concept and cause culture seems very elusive and kind of out there and organic and, and, and we're, we're making a case that the culture of good is an end game. You know, that's an end result of companies um, keeping to their promises, right? Making sure that they have uh, still have a soul. Cause one of the, one of the risks of growing your business and growing your company is early on something makes you special, right? You're, you're meeting a need, you're family friendly, you're, you're like a family, the culture's, you know, real inclusive and connected. And yeah, as you grow, you start to put in rules and, you know, the systems are in place. And so as a company grows, it can lose its, what made it special in the first place. And, um, and culture is something that if you can keep a, your, your finger on the culture of your company, as your company grows and and uh as it as it uh expands and and builds and then you can you can keep what makes you special because that's really what makes companies special is their culture man i mean that's why employees want to work for you that's why they want to keep working for you that's why customers want to do business with you it's because something about you makes uh it something about you gives them a good feeling you know there's something special about you and that and that's and that's what we want to bring out in in companies and and make sure that they they stay true to to who they are and, and why they're in business. Cool. So through all the uncertainty and all, you know, you you had the doubts, you had the fear, and you and Scott, even after launching the book, you know, you were trying to basically fake it till you make it, right? How were those first six months of the business? How was that emotional wreckness for you guys? Yeah, there was a lot. It was a roller coaster, man. I mean, it was a lot of um, doubting each other and, and doubting the system and, you know, struggling through a lot of the frustration that was felt was just like, you know, it's, it's like anything else when you're trying to do something, um, but you don't know what you need to do in order to do it. Like it was like confusing and, and unsettling at, at points because, um, like I stated, like, it's just not knowing what we were really looking for. We, we knew what had happened. We just, we didn't know how to articulate it. We didn't know how to share that. We had people come in and say, well, what's your secret sauce, you know? And, uh, it's not like KFC where they've hidden it. Like we didn't right. even know what it was. You know? <laughs> we didn't, we, we, you know, and so, uh, there was a lot of frustrating moments, um, banging our heads on a wall, trying to work through this process. And, you know, it, it's, it's an evolution, you know, it took some time to really, to really figure it out. And there were moments where we were like, okay, we got it. And then a few weeks later, you know, we're like, no, it, it wasn't that, you know, and, and then looking back over what didn't work, you know, we knew, we knew there were things that we had done uh, early on that just, that just didn't work. And one of them was what I was talking about, like, you know, teaching employees how to drive the business through the culture of good, um, how to connect their everyday work, uh, to, um, how it would do greater good in the world, you know, and driving the business. So, you know, really the culture of good initially connected with people on an emotional level, 
because it was, you know, philanthropic and doing good and caring about the world. But then you end up with a bunch of, you know, Mother Teresa's out there like (laughs) wanting to change the world and do good. But um, they, you know, they started, you know, we even had some employees that would show up late to work because they were out the night before doing good. And they used the culture of good as a crutch for why they were showing up to work late, you know? Right. <laughs> we realized early on, like, we, we, have to, we have to really build this in as the DNA of the company, you know? And, and these products and tools that we're building, it needs, to, it needs to live at TCC first. Like, TCC needs to be, um, you know, the example, uh, the model of, of what the a culture of good company is before it can be introduced to other companies and businesses. And so uh, we, we've been building tools and products and, and launching them at TCC and growing it, uh, making sure that what we believe we, we, we got a hold of really, really is what, what other companies need. Um, and, and now through all the frustration and, and uh, Scott looking at me like, dude, I have no idea why this worked. And me looking back and saying, I don't either, man. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, we start, you know, it's it's wild, man. It's wild because, you you know, I don't, I don't know that anyone starts with an idea um, and then they have they have all the resource and all the understanding on how to make it. You know, you just, you, you, you start from a place of not knowing and you start teaching yourself and growing and educating yourself and doing your homework and putting in the time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears and, and figuring it out. But it was, it was a lot of, a lot of hard work, man. A lot of long hours trying to, trying to sort through it all for sure. And through all the struggles and stuff, I mean, those, those really rough days, um, did, did you guys just thought about ever thought about quitting and it's like, okay, no, we can't do this. It's not replicable or, or, you know, we succeeded here with, with the, with the company, but I don't think we're going to be able to turn it into a business Were those ideas flowing in your mind at any time. Yeah. I, I mean, were they, or are they now, you know, does that ever end? You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. Like we, we know, we know it worked at TCC and, 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 uh, we're introducing it to other companies right now, but, um, and it, it seems to be working and it seems to be engaging employees. Um, but, but we're still learning, you know, like, like we want to bring the best model out into the marketplace that we can. And we want to bring the best, best products and tools. And, you know, there's times Scott and I look at each other, like, you know, did we get it? Did we get it right? You know, and, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, um, I don't, I don't know that the doubts ever end. Um, I just, I don't know. You just don't give yourself an option to quit, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I guess, I guess if you feel called to do something, uh, if you, if you quit doing it, you have to question whether you ever really knew you were called to do it in the first place, you know? Um, you just stick with it, man. And I think, I think that's what it really takes in business and life and raising kids and, and marriage and everything else, man. You just got, you just got to go through those difficult times and those frustrating moments, man, and, and learn from it and become a better person and bring your best self into that. Whatever you're building that day, you, you bring your best self into it, man. And, and, uh, you know, that, that, yeah, for sure though, for sure. The answer to your question, yeah, we 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 have doubted. Uh there's moments that that we still question from time to time certain things. We don't question the model or you know whether it will work, uh but there's always going to be, you know, other things to learn and grow and um expand on and that kind of thing. So, yeah. I don't think the frustration ever ends. Now now the frustration's more let's, let's, uh, let's really finalize all the productization and tools and stuff that we're building. And, uh, let's get this out into the marketplace on a, on another level. So we're, we're about to kick off a huge social marketing campaign. Uh, if you follow Scott or I on, on anything, social media, you're going to get really sick of hearing from us, man. Cause we're about to blast <laughs> it out. We're awesome. about to blast well, I want to yeah. see that in action, so I'll definitely go look for both of you and follow you everywhere Yeah, <laughs> and see, yeah, and see what the that. blast is all about. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, 
we've got myself and then Scott and then the culture of good is a brand itself. So everything culture of good on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that, man. I mean, it's just about to, you know, we, we, we did a, we did a soft launch and, and now we're in three different types of companies. We're in re, uh, the large retailer, um, TCC, where we've, we've really tested out and kind of incubated this, uh, this product and this model and, and made sure that it worked. And we're in a franchise model, which is really interesting because we have different uh, owners over, over different stores and, and we have that. And then, and, and we're launching in a, a small startup as well. So we, we've got some unique spaces that we're really testing it out. Um, and uh, August 1st, we go gangbusters, man. Sweet. It, it goes yeah, it goes nuts. So you're you're hitting it at the right time, brother. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. And I'll make sure also to link to you know to link to the page of the culture of good and to your your profile too at the hassle show.co slash THS15. So everybody that is listening in a podcast or watching this on our YouTube channel, you know, just go there. We'll have the link so they can connect with you and see that blast that you're talking about. We want to see the explosion. Yeah, yeah. it's not like a firework you know right <laughs> it's all fun it, i mean it's, it's like that for some people but it's been it's been building for a long time so uh, we're we're uh we're five years into building this this thing and and uh we're we're now ready to really see it take off and i you know ultimately i want to see companies uh all over the globe be a part of this man i mean i want i want to see a movement uh much like you would see with like conscious capitalism or something like that you know i want to see culture of good companies make promises to their employees and promises to their customers and the communities that they serve like make these promises you know uh to care to drive the business so you can do more good to connect to inspire and be authentic you know those are five promises that we want every company Uh, that we can connect with to, to make to their, like I said, their employees or customers and their communities where they serve and they do business. And, and I, th I think when that happens, you know, it's, it's just going to make the world a better place, man. So ultimately we want to see this movement grow, um, you know, not for the sake of the culture of good as a business, but for the sake of the fact that, you know, there's, there's 170,000 kids that got backpacks this year and that's great. Uh, but in a few years, it'd be awesome to have a million, you know, um, we've, we've given 700,000 backpacks to date with school supplies and we have nursing home kits and veteran stuff. And we, you know, we've got all the philanthropic stuff, but I'd love to see, I'd love to see millions of kids and millions of elderly in the nursing homes. And, you know, I, I, I want to get to the place where millions of lives are affected on a weekly basis because we have so many for-profit businesses and all their employees are actively involved in caring and driving the business and inspiring others, connecting and being authentic. So that's my dream, man. I love it, man. And it's a, it's a very interesting uh you know goal and vision what you have and you know it looks like you've, you've you've come a long way you've had your journey you have your struggles ups and downs and you're definitely not an you know because that's one of the myths that i try to bust with the show you know over, success is not overnight and it's not going to happen in 24 hours right and you know we're talking about this product developing over the last five years And it didn't turn into yeah. a business until a year and a half. It wasn't even really a full business until recently. I mean, the productization and stuff is just now being utilized by three different companies. So this this is five years in the making on top of over 20 years <laughs> of my own personal life worked in the nonprofit right, sector. Right, right. I went full time into the – I graduated high school when I was 16 years old, moved to Brooklyn, New York in 1993 and went full time into – nonprofit work and that, you know, never went to college. Like I said, I, I just, you know, didn't want to waste any time. I thought, what am I going to do? Sit in a classroom and have a professor teach me how to make the world a better place. Like that's all I knew I wanted to do. So I just went for that, you know? And, and so it's, it's, you know, and, and my wife and I started our church with four people in our house, you know, and grew it to several hundred people over 17 years 
You know, the backpack giveaway was 10 years old before it became 60,000 backpacks that first year at TCC. It doesn't happen overnight in, in any book video that, that says otherwise is, is BS, man. The, you know, there's, there's always more to the story, you know, and that, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear the struggle and the frustrations of waking up and, and not knowing, you know, how, how you were going to get to the next week, you know, and, and my wife and I live that, you know, um, doing good. We, we built a school and a church in Zambia, Africa that, we had been building for over 10 years. We bought land over 10 years ago and it just started having kids this year in January, you know, but that's taken over 10 years, man, you know, and, and I've wanted to quit several times. I sent money over there to, to keep building that project over there when we didn't have money here, you know, and that, that's scary, man. It's really scary to do. And we started an after school program that's now become a network that started in our small town for kids that after school had nowhere to go. And it was right in their neighborhood, you know, and uh, that's since grown to Pontiac, Michigan and Detroit, Michigan. And so it just, yeah, it, it takes, it takes time and it takes doing things when you don't see any results, man, when you don't see any good come out of it, you just keep doing it. Cause you know, you're supposed to, you know, it's, it's almost like taking a, a should to a must, you know, like instead of saying, this is what I should do with my life, uh, saying this is what I must do. And when it becomes a must, then, you know, you just keep doing it. Even when you wake up and you go through the day and you're, you go back to sleep frustrated, you wake up the next day and you keep at it. Um, and that, and that's what, that's really the success in anything in life. If you're measuring success correctly is going to take some time. I love that. You know, that's exactly what the show is all about. And, you know, I'm so happy that we connect them and that we can share the, your story so that people can hear, you know, there, there, there is a light after the, after the tunnel and there is another way to see things when you're on the other side of the fence, but it's just going to take time and it's going to take some hustle and just got to yeah. hanging there and keep pushing until you make it. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I always talk about hustling, man. I appreciate the name of your show. <laughs> You just got to keep hustling, you know, um, use what you got till you get what you want. You know, we said that all the time. My wife and I like use what you got till you get what you want. That's, that's, that's part of the hustling, you know, fake it till you make it as part of hustling, you know, making the most of every opportunity and, and, uh, you know, just, just not quitting, not giving up, you know, it's, there's, there's uh, any, any story of success, whether it be in business or life or anything, man. I mean, it's packed full of struggle. It's packed full of failure. It's packed full of, you know, fear and doing things scared. And, and all of us have those stories. And I, I think it's really important to share those because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not good. It's not good to be in a perspective where you see other people's success and, and not realize what it took to get there. Um, because then you start feeling entitled to something that you didn't work for. But if, if you, if you find success, you'll also find someone who sacrificed a lot to get it, you know, and, and that's sacrifice is really what I think having a sense of self leadership and a, a strong sense of how to lead others comes down to your, uh, your, your sacrifice, man, your, your measure of leadership is your measure of sacrifice. And if you're willing to sacrifice now and continue to sacrifice until you reap the reward of whatever you're doing, you know, I, I, I don't see anyone as being limited, man. I think, I think we're without limits. The only limit we have is, is how we limit ourselves, you know, and if we're willing to sacrifice for what we want and keep at it, man, we'll, we'll reap the reward of it. And, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate to wake up every day and, and, and be a part of that part of it too, which is really, man, I just feel blessed, dude. I feel like, uh, um, there's been a lot of sacrifice, but I, I recognize that, you know, I'm, I'm really fortunate to be in a place I could live out what I love doing every single day, get paid for it. And, um, and yet at the end of the day, I put my head on a pillow and know that I did something that mattered you know? Um, and that, that ultimately for me is, is what I want my legacy to be. 
I think that's so, gold, man. And I really appreciate it, you know, sharing with us today everything that you've been through, the story and the behind the scenes of of the culture of good. But not only that, the behind the scenes of Ryan. And, you know, kudos to you. I really, you know, I'm very proud of everything you've done. I know you you guys and, you know, what you're doing, you're, you're headed to success. And I know it's going to explode for you guys. So, you know, keep hustling, keep doing what you're doing because you're, I know you're going to change thousands and thousands of lives. And, you know, it's, it's an honor to have you here, man. It's, I'm, I'm really proud that, you know, we get the chance to connect and to share your story. And, you know, I'm just excited to see you explode. Thank you. And I appreciate I appreciate you guys and, and what you're doing at the hustle show and, you know, sharing those stories, like I said, beyond the success, sharing the struggle, uh, that that's what connects us, man. You know, if I, if I got on here and talked about all my successes, there would be not a whole lot of connection to our success. But when we talk about our own pain and personal struggle, that's what reminds us to be human, you know, and that we all are. And even when we're in for-profit business and, And, uh, you know, making lots of money and doing whatever we do or building business or whatever it is, man, that, that we're human beings and our customers are humans, our employees are humans and our community needs us, man. Like, and we need to lean our success into the world and do something amazing with it. So I appreciate you guys as well. And, and your voice of, of making that happen is awesome, dude. Thank you, man. And, you know, last thing before we, you know, moved on to the end, um, I do, you know, I know we're, we're, we're kind of, uh, close to our time here, but I don't want to miss the opportunity to play the hustle around with you, where it's basically where I throw a word at you and you, you know, whatever one word that comes to mind, uh, you know, just say it out loud and, and, you know, I don't want to miss the opportunity to play with you. <laughs> So, so what's going to happen? You're just going to throw a word at me and yeah. I'm going to say another word? Yes. So whatever okay. whatever, whatever first word comes to your mind. Oh, God. <laughs> that was that, that be a little scary, man. Like, <laughs> what are the boundaries for me, dude? I was a pastor before, but I'm not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Here we go. Hustle. Hustle. Uh, strength. Work. Tired. <laughs> Employee. <laughs> Happy. Boss. Hmm. I, I just saw a picture of a fat guy in my head. I don't know why. No, <laughs> <laughs> <That> works. <laughs> bo boss, boss, I think of authority. Okay. Rules. Uh, restrictive. College. Um, party. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> fear. Um, fear. That's a good one. Um, I actually just uh, went darkness. Weakness. Uh, a word that comes to mind with weakness. Um, I, I'm a very visual person, so I just went to like slunched over. Okay. That works. Strength. Yeah. Strength. Yes. Hustle. Okay. Motivation. <laughs> Motivation. Power. And last but not least, books. First thing that came to mind was education, man. Love you it. know, it's, it's funny that you bring up books because I've just, I just got into like reading about quantum physics and stuff, man. I have not been interested in anything scientific at all. And all of a sudden I've just been fascinated. You know, I, I think books more, I think the word that originally it's education, but the second thing that comes to mind is fascination. And, and I'm reading, I'm reading books more now that will fascinate me, which means I'm reading stuff that I know nothing about. <laughs> that's good. That's you know good stuff. Yeah. 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 Like, like just stuff that's mind blowing that, that kind of trips me out. Like that's the kind of stuff that I've been, I've just wanted to be fascinated recently and I, I've been using books to do that. So yeah. Cool. So is there, um, you know, to all the hustlers that are listening to us right now, is there a, a hustling quote that you would say to them to get them, motivate them to take action? Maybe they're on the fence, they're, you know, they're at their job, they're on the fence trying to decide if they quit or not, go on their business, or they, or maybe they already started a business, but they're not there yet. What would you say to them to motivate them to keep pushing and to keep going? Yeah, I think, I think the quote that inspires me every single day It, there's, there's a, I'll give you a couple quotes. Two of them aren't mine, but one of them, you know, is, is the quote about the two most significant days in a person's life is the day they're born and the day they discover why um, they were born. And that, and that really for me is like, 
discovering why you're born leads me to the next quote. And that's a mentor of mine, uh, Pastor Bill Wilson out of Brooklyn, New York, when I was 16. He's got this real raspy godfather voice and he'd always point his finger in my face because like he, he always joked about young people not being, uh, not have, you know, having life experience and thinking they know it all. And like, you know, and they all want to know what is my purpose in life. And he would always look at me and point his finger in my face and he'd say, Ryan, the need is the call. Like the need is the call. Like your life calling and purpose is about just discovering needs. And I think if you're a business owner and you're frustrated, like look around and start meeting people's needs and you'll discover a greater sense of calling and purpose and why you do what you do and the reason you were born in the first place, man. And once you find that, all the fear and you know, all the, all the struggle that you're going to face, man, you know, your why becomes bigger than that. So that's what I would say, man. And then, and then lastly, just live with the end in mind, you know, we're going to, we're going to leave a legacy, live with, live, live knowing that everything that you work for isn't for the next week or the next quarter. It's for, you know, your life legacy and and live for that. So that, that would be my advice, man. Awesome. And I love it. You know, thank you so much for sharing those. And before we leave, is there any way that people can connect with you and get in touch with you and culture of good any anywhere they can go? Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, we're on all the social media, like I said, culture of good on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can also go on culture of good.com. Uh, so the website culture of good.com, and then they can reach out to me on email at Ryan, R-Y-A-N at culture of Sounds like a plan. And like I said, you know, we'll link everything in the show notes to make sure that people can can find you guys. And, and you know, if they want to bring this into their business, if they already have a business, you know, I think this is amazing what you guys are doing. So I would definitely suggest hustlers, you know, if you're running a, a business already, you know, start since the beginning, you know, building this culture in your company and and start start doing it right like you guys. Thanks, brother. Well, thank you so much for for being here today, man, for your time. And, you know, you shared some amazing insights and some really cool stuff. And, you know, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. And I'm I'm excited to go and follow you and stalk you on social media and see the explosion (laughs) happen. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. And all your viewers, keep listening to The Hustle Show. Keep hustling. So there you have it. I'm very grateful to have had Ryan McCarty from Culture of Good today. It was an amazing episode. If you check how long this episode was, it was, in fact, a little bit longer than usual because it was so good and we were so into it and we were both, in, you know, so connected and Ryan is an amazing person and we just had to keep going and, you know, I'm sorry, Ryan, we did go a little bit over your time that you had scheduled for the show, but, you know, I really, really resonate with his story and with his purpose and I just couldn't wait to share this with you. So I'm super excited that you were here today at the Hassle Show and I truly hope that you join us on Monday for another episode episode of the Hassle Show as we will have another amazing story to share with you that is going to inspire you to go after your dreams and to keep pushing and keep hustling until you make it. All right, keep hustling. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.